Okay, so we begin with the Mishnah. This is a new Perik, and in this Mishnah we're going to discuss the halachas of a person carrying on Shabbos and Shusarabim. The general rule is, if you are wearing something as a garment, then of course you're allowed to carry that out in Shusarabim as a lavosh, as a garment. But anything that is a burden, that is not a garment, you're not allowed to carry that out in Shusarabim on Shabbos. This Perik deals primarily it begins, we'll see, with uh, different things that a woman wears as uh, jewelry or ornaments that there's a gzeda of chazal that she's not allowed to carry out for various reasons. Various reasons that we're concerned she may come to carry them in the Rosh Hashanah. So let's begin the mission inside. With what is a woman allowed to go out in Shabbos? And with what items is she not allowed to go out in Shabbos? Isha, a woman should not go out on Shabbos, not with strands of wool that are in her hair, or strands of, flat, of, of linen that are in her hair. These are different, to, you know, for, for beauty they put into their hair, and not with straps that are also in the hair of her head. So what's the reason she's not allowed to go out with these things on Shabbos? So as we'll see in the Gemara, because one of the Gzaitis of Chazal is that we're afraid she may come to carry them on Shabbos. Well, how would she come to carry them? These things are a chatzitza. If a woman has to toivel in a mikveh, she'll have to remove these things from her hair. So if she is walking out with them every Shabbos, and then one week she's going to have to go to the mikveh on Shabbos, and she's wearing these things, she may take them out to be able to go to the mikveh, and then she'll forget to put it back into her hair, and she may end up carrying them on Shabbos. <clears throat> There's actually a machloikis here between Rashi and Taisus exactly how these strands of wool or linen are worn in the hair. Rashi says that it's put into the braid in the hair. Taisus disagrees. Taisus says it's just like worn on the head like a band, sort of. And she should not toivel with these strands or bands in the head until she loosens them. If it's tightly tied to her hair, it's a chatzitza. It doesn't allow the water to reach in every place in the hair and she's not yaitza her tefillah. So as the Gemara will explain, this is the reason why you're not allowed to carry them, she's not allowed to wear them on any Shabbos, so she shouldn't come to carry them in a case where she has to toivel. She shouldn't wear teitafais, which the Gemara is going to explain. It's a, some kind of a plate that she pla- puts on her forehead, similar to the tzitz that the Kayin Gadol wears. This is some kind of ornament. Similar sarvitin is also a plate that she wears on her forehead, but it has bangles. If they're not tied to the hat that she's wearing. So then again, the concern in this case is that she might take it off to show it to people. One of the things that the Gemara tells us is that a woman may come to take off her jewelry or ornaments that she wears to show, to show it off, to show people what it is. <coughs> also not with a kavl, which is some kind of a head covering, as we'll see in the Gemara. In Here specifically by the kavl, Rashi points out, the Mishnah says, doesn't say it by the other things, because this kavol may not be worn in the Rosh Hashanah, but outside in a courtyard, she's allowed to wear it. The other things that the Mishnah says, the gzeda, not to wear these things, is sai in Rosh Hashanah, and even also in your courtyard. They included that into the, in, the, in the gzeda. But the kavol, this head covering they allowed. As Rashi says, not all things that they not allow, because she should have, to be able to basically beautify herself to the basic degree, so she shouldn't be looking, uh, you know, not nice completely. And also not to wear a ishul zav, which was a clasp 
So they put it on the clothing, and it was something that had the like a, in the shape of a gold city. I think like the city of Yerushalayim. So it was a, this this gold piece of jewelry. Also, the, the concern is she's going to take it off and show it to her friends. katla, and that with a katla, which the Gemara will explain what a katla is. It's some kind of a bib that's worn around the neck to protect the clothing from getting dirty when she eats. and not with a nose ring. Not with a ring that does not have a signet, right? So there's a ring. A molligatzaitan. Then they had rings. They used the ring as a uh, to seal uh, things. So I had a, a signet, uh, and then, then there's the rings that are just a plain ring. So over here we're talking about a ring. that a woman should not go out with a ring on Shabbos. Now a, a, a ring that does have a chaisim, that's also mamish menateira. Because that's just a burden. You're not wearing it as a piece of jewelry. You're just carrying it with you. Uh, so you're not allowed. That's mamish awesome and I'll But over here, the one that does not have a chaisim, it's a piece of jewelry. But chazal wa are not to wear it on Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah. And for that matter, not even in a chotzer either. And not with a pin that does not have the, the eye in it, for, which is used for sewing. So again, the pshat over here in the Mishnah is, this is when Chazal made a gzeda, that it's awesome with the to walk out with it. If it has an eye in it, and it's used for sewing, that's mamish a burden. It's not part of a garment or a piece of jewelry at all, and it would be awesome in Atayda. The Imyatsis, regarding the cases that it says here in the Mishnah, if she did go out with any of these, she will not be chayev achatos. Now I'm sure you might be wondering, if we're learning such a halacha here in the Mishnah, how is it that women are wearing jewelry? Walking in the Shusharabim, I believe that all women are wearing jewelry and they're rings all the time. You're probably thinking the Gemara is definitely going to address the question, right? The answer is no. The Gemara does not address this question. But the Rishayinim bring up this question, because I guess already in the time of the Rishayim, it was customary for women to walk out with their jewelry. It seems like this was a kind of gazeta that the woman could not withstand. So, uh, so there's all kinds of reasons given to be melametz chos for the women that are they're allowed to wear their jewelry in in the Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. Dal Tereb and Shulchan Aruch brings two reasons. One reason Dal Tereb brings is that uh, the gazeta was primarily benigayet to a Rosh Hashanah. Not benigayet to a Carmelis. Today, most of our streets are not a Rosh They're only a Carmelis. In a time when there is a Rosh so then they made the Gzeda that you shouldn't carry not in the Rosh and not in the Chatzar. But over here, where there's really, for the most part, no Rosh so therefore you're allowed to carry on Shabbos. The women in the Gzeda doesn't apply. But the, the, uh, there are cases, though, where there are Rosh I mean, it's possible that even that Eastern Parkway is considered to be a Rosh so, the other, second reason the Alter Rebbe brings is that the Xedas over here regarding jewelry were all based on the fact that a woman may take off her jewelry to show it to her friend. Then, it wasn't, women did not wear jewelry as commonly as today. And not only that, women didn't go out of the house as commonly as they did today. So it was like a novel thing. A woman goes out of her house on Shabbos and she's wearing jewelry. So she, she, there's a concern she'll show her friends. But in the later generations, when it became much more common for women to wear jewelry all the time, and they went out of the house more often, so the gzeda was removed or there was, there was more lax with the gzeda and it became customary that women wear their jewelry on Shabbos. So the, begin, the beginning of the Mishnah, and the Mishnah here is discussing carrying on Shabbos. And then the Mishnah mentions that you have to loosen the strands and the hair that the tefillah should be good for the woman. So the question is, who's talking about tefillah? Talking about carrying on Shabbos. 
The Mishnah brings up Tvila because this is the reason for why they can't go out with these strands or, 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 or straps in their ears. Why should a woman not go out with these strands of wool, wool or linen in their hair? Since the halach is that even during the week, if a woman is going to the mikveh, she'll have to loosen these strands in her hair. So since any time she goes to the mikveh, she has to loosen them. That's why that on Shabbos she should not go out with these strands in her hair. Because if she'll be accustomed to going out with them every Shabbos, maybe one week she'll have to go to the mikveh. And she'll untie them. She may end up carrying it. So, I mean, you can, you can say that uh, you could have a similar concern regarding any garments. I mean, let's say she might take off her coat or, and she'll go to the mikveh and she might not put, put her coat back on and she might hold it in her arms walking in the, Theoretically, you could apply the same gzeda to levushim as well, but chachamim didn't go that far, obviously. Anything that's a garment, chachamim didn't make the gzeda. But this is not a garment, this is just worn in the hair for decorative purposes, so that chachamim uh, made the gzeda. He asked a question from Rav. So this is a kind of um, woven, woven um, strand or a woven um, thread uh, that is, is hollow inside. It's sort of made like a hollow tube. So the question is, if you're tying it here with this kind of a woven thing that's hollow inside, is it like thick enough that you don't tie it tightly? And since you don't tie it tightly, so therefore it's not a chatzitza for tvila. And if it's not a chatzitza, she won't take it off when she's going to the mikveh. What's the halacha? Amalei, so he answered her, he, he answered him, Rav Kahane, you're talking about something which is not just a strand or a strap, you're talking about some kind of thing that's woven and it's more thicker. Something that's woven and it's thicker, Chachamim did not make a gzeda. And again, the reason is because it's not tied so tightly. It's not like a strand that's tight, that can be tied very tightly. And therefore, it's not a chatzitza for the mikveh. And therefore, she won't come to take it off. It, Manami, we learned as well. said, Anything that's woven, like Gazru Chachamim did not make their gzeda. Others repeated the statement of Rav Hunabereid Rav Yeshua a bit differently. I noticed by my sisters that when they wash themselves, they're not makbit to take out these uh, woven things that they had in their ears that were thicker and they, 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 they were able to wash themselves properly even with it inside. So therefore the same applies also here on Shabbos, a woman going to the mikveh, there's no concern she's going to take it out. Now the Gemara says, What difference is there between the, the two ways, the way we are repeating the statement of Rav Hunabereid Rav Yeshua? The first statement that he said that Chachamim did not make a gzeda by any woven materials, or the second way that he said that he saw by his sisters that they weren't makbid, that they didn't take it out. So the difference is the tanifon. If these uh, materials that are in there here is, is dirty. If we take the first way it was presented, and he said that Chachamim did not apply their gzeda, if there's a woven material in the hair, only by a strand or a strap of something which could be tied tightly, even if it's dirty, but it's a woven material, Chachamim did not make the gzeda. 
But if the reason is because the women are not makbid and they are okay washing themselves even while they have it and they're here, so given the tanifa mikvet kapte But if it's dirty, so then if they're going to the mikvah, they're washing themselves. Since it's dirty, they're going to take it off. So therefore, there's the concern that such a dirty thing on Shabbos. They might take it off and carry it on Shabbos. So over there, the Gzeda will apply according to the second way the words of Rehuna Breda Rav Yeshua were presented. Tananasam, we learned in a Mishnah of Mikvois. This is the Mishnah of Mikvois bringing this halacha regarding the chatzitzah by a mikveh. The Eilu This is a chatzitzah for a person that's going to the mikveh. Chutei tzemer, strands of wool. Chutei pishton, strands of linen in the hair. Vaharetzuiz, shabirashi habonais, so the straps that the girls put into their hair. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, however, argues, and he says, "Shall ever shall If it's for wool, if there's wool strands in the hair, or seyor, or they tie up their hair with other hairs that uh, they use for this, it's not a chatzitza. If it's wool or if it's hair, the the water of the mikveh gets absorbed, it goes through, and it reaches to the hair, and it's not a chatzitza. Only linen, linen is a harder material, and it stops the water of entering. Omer Avone, commented regarding this halach of chatzitza, v'kulon b'rashe habone shenino. The whole din of chatzitza that we're talking about over here is only if it's in the hair of the girls. Mask of Lord Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef wants to understand what was Rav Huna saying? What was he clarifying? What was he coming to exclude? Lemutemai. Ileme, was he coming to exclude the tzavar, that he have a band that's around the neck? So it's only the Rashi upon us. Only if it's a band or a strand that's in the hair, it's a problem. But if it's a band that's around the neck, so then it's not a chatzitze. Why not? Udamai, what, what, what was Rav Huna speaking about? Ileme, lemute ditzemer, that he's coming to exclude when it comes to a wool band. That a wool band around the neck is not a chatzitze. Why not? Hashta, rach, algabe kosher. A wool band or a wool strand, which is soft, it's a softer material, and you place it into your hair, the hair of a person is a harder surface than the skin of a person. So if you take the material of wool and you put it in the hair, we consider that to be a chatzitza. The soft material of wool on the softer surface of a person's skin, needless to say, it should be, it's, it's, it attaches itself to the skin quicker and it should be a chatzitza. Maybe Rav Hona was talking about the chute pishton, made out of linen, which is a harder material. It's not as soft as wool. So the Gemara still asks the question, it's the hard material of linen. On the harder surface of here is a chatzitzeh, so this hard material of the linen on the softer uh, skin of the person, for sure it would be a chatzitzeh. So how could we exclude that, that it's not a chatzitzeh? Elom Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, no, there's a difference. There's another reason to make a difference between the hair and when a person is wearing it as a band around his neck. When a woman is wearing a band around her neck, so even though it's a soft material on a soft skin or a hard material on the soft skin and it could attach itself easier, but she wears it loosely. On the, in the hair, they tie it much tighter than when you place it on the skin, she doesn't want to choke herself. So based on this, that when a woman wears a band around her neck, she wears it loosely and therefore it's not a chatzitze. So Abai asked the question. 
It says in Abraisa, Habonais Yaitzais Bukhutn Shabaznayam. The girls are allowed to go out with chutin, with strands that they place into their ears. As Rashi says, when they would pierce their ears and they didn't want the hole to close up, they would put a strand inside. They're allowed to go out with that on Shabbos. But not with a drawstring that was around their neck. That you're not allowed to go out on Shabbos. Now, why not? Because so we assume the reason is because it is a chatzitza. She'll take it off on Shabbos if she's going to the mikveh and she might come to carry it. So, but if you say a woman wears bands around the neck, not loosely, not tight to, to choke herself. So, if she's wearing a drawstring around her neck, what's the issue? She's not going to wear it tight enough. She won't have to take it off to go to the mikveh and she won't come to carry it on Shabbos. And for the Gemara, Ravid answers, this case of Chavokin in this Braise is the Katla, which is mentioned in the Mishnah. What is the Katla? Katla, as I mentioned, is this bib. It's, it's not like a, you know, it's a more of a nicer bib that's worn around the neck in order to protect the clothing. And the women, the, 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 the custom of the women then was the Isha Chenekes Atzma, they wear it pretty tightly. The Nicholosh Kabbalah's Basar because she wants to look like she has more uh, fat and she wanted to, make, to create this double chin by, by choking themselves with this bib. So therefore, it was their custom to wear it tightly and they're going to have to take it off when they go to the mikveh and they might come to carry with it. Interesting, that was the custom then. And therefore, this is the issue that this Braise is speaking about. What did we learn in the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, so in this mission of Mikvois, we learned that Rabbi Yehuda says that if you have a wool strand or other hairs that you, you other human hairs, not your own hair, other hairs that you tie in your, in the, your hair, in the woman's hair, so it's not a chatzitza. The water penetrates. We paskin like Rav Yehuda that it's not a chatzitza. By the hairs, if, you put, if you're tying your hairs with all the hairs, so then it's not a chatzitza. So when Abaye heard this, he commented, you're paskining like Rav Yehuda regarding hairs. This would mean that you're considering the Tanakhama to be arguing with Rabbi Yehuda. But now if you remember the mission that we just learned from Mikvois, the Tanakhama only spoke about wool strands or linen strands. He doesn't mention anything befetish about tying your hair with other hairs. It wasn't matter. Rabbi Yehuda brings that up. The Tanakhama didn't mention that. So Abai is questioning this. Do we know that the Tanakhama, Tanakhama argues about this? Cloud of Pligi. Now, if you're going to say, yeah, he does, it makes sense that the Tanakama argues. Why? If Rabbi Yehuda would have not heard that the Tanakama also says that it's forbidden for them to go to the mikveh with other hairs tied into their hair, so he wouldn't have brought it up either. That's how you understand this. That's why we know that the Tanakama argues. But Abayah says, not necessarily. Vidilma, perhaps we could learn as follows. Kishem Kamalohu. Rabbi Yehuda is telling the Tanakhama just like. What does it mean, just like? Just like you would agree to me that putting other hairs into the woman's hair is not a chatzitza because the water penetrates. You should be made to me with wool strands because wool also allows the water to penetrate. And therefore, he's, he's telling the Tanakhama why. He argues regarding Chutei Tzemer, and you should agree to me with Chutei Seyer as well. But who says the Tanakhama ever argued regarding Chutei Seyer? 
Itma brings other sources where we see that everybody agrees that if you're tying up your hairs with other hairs, the hairs do not create a chatzitza. Itma Amar Nachman Amar Shmuel Maidim Chachamim LeRabbi Yehuda B'Chutiseyar. Chachamim actually agreed to Rabbi Yehuda regarding tying up your hairs with other strands of hair that the hairs is not a chatzitza. Tanya Nami Achi. So too we learned clearly in Abraise Chutitzemer Chaitzitzen. Wool strands are chatzitza. Chutiseyar ain't chaitzitzen. Other hairs that you tie into your hair is not a chatzitza. Rabbi Yehuda Imer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Shal tzeme v'shal seyar en chaytzitzim. Both wool or other hairs are not a chatzitza. So we clearly see that the Tanakhama agrees to Rabbi Yehuda that other hairs are not a chatzitza. Amar Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Mas Nisa Nami Dekev, there's a Mishnah later on over here in, uh, in this Paydek, which will also be a riot to this. Mishnah there says, Diktani yaitze isha b'chutei seyar, a woman can go out with other hairs tied into her hair, be'mishallah, whether she has her own hairs that is cut off and now she ties them into her hair, be'mishachavert, or other human hairs from her friends that she's tying into her hair, into her hair, yeah, so either way, it's not a problem. Mani, who is this Mishnah going according to when it tells us this halacha that tying hairs into your hair is not a problem? Is that Mishnah there, Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda holds much more. The Mishnah wouldn't have been speaking about only tying hairs into your hair. Rabbi Yehuda says even if you put wool strands, it's not a chatzitza. And it's, therefore it's not going to be an issue that you're going to come to carry on Shabbos. That Mishnah must be the Rabbanon. So we clearly see regarding tying other human hairs into your hair. It's not a chatzitza. It's not an issue of coming to carry on Shabbos. This is a conclusive raya from a Mishnah as well that hairs is not a chatzitza and not an issue of carrying on Shabbos. We learned in the Mishnah a woman should not go out with a teitofas. What is this? My teitofas. It's a pouch, a, a charm, a, a, a charm packet, which is made, as Rashiv explains, to uh, get rid of an iron hodder. As a kayak to get rid of an iron hodder. That's the pshat of this teitofas. This was Rabbi Yosef's pshat. So Abaya challenged him on this. To have a kamea mumcha. If so, it shouldn't be any worse than a kamea mumcha. If you have an a, a, a amulet that's made by an expert that we know that it works, you're allowed to go out with that on Shabbos. So if you're wearing something to get rid of an ayin hara, it's the same thing. You should be allowed. Vitishtiri should be allowed. So what did Abai himself say? What is this teitafes? Apuzyani. It's apuzyani, which is Rashi here says. And the actual words of Rashi over here is frontal shalzahov. It's something that you put on the front of your face, you put it on your forehead like the tzitz, from ear to ear. That's the way they used to wear this ornament. Similar, we learned in Abraise, a woman can go out with a hat that has gold in it. We're not afraid she's going to take it off. She's not, she doesn't want to uncover her head. She can go out with a teitofes, a sarvitin akvuamba, and sarvitin that is kavua in her. So the Gemara explains right now. Now, what's this again? What's this teitofes and what's the sarvitin? And hakvuamba it means only if it's attached to the hat. As we learned in the Mishnah, if it's attached to the hat, then we're not afraid she's going to take it off. But it's detached, then she'll take it off separately. Now, eza teitofes ve'eza sarvitin. What's a teitofes and what's a sarvitin? Amar abavod teitofes hamukefes la mi'oizen la'oizen. It's an ornament that's from ear to ear that she wears on her forehead. Sarvitin 
Sarvitin also has bangles coming down to her on her cheeks. So that's the way they used to wear these ornaments then. Sorry, I just read that. The poor people, they would make this ornament on the forehead from all kinds of colorful material. The rich people, would make it out of gold or silver. The next thing we learned in the Mishnah was that you can't go out on Shabbos with a kovel. What's a kovel? I'm not sure what the meaning of the word kovel in the Mishnah is. So if you don't know, he also didn't know, so... <laughs> Let's see, so what, what, what was the suffix? Is kovel something that they made for slaves? They used to have this emblem that they put on their clothing to show that they're a slave. So over here in our mission, we'd be speaking about a woman that's a slave, and she has this emblem on her clothing. She's not allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. Tanan, that's what the mission is saying. But if that's the shot of a kovel, so then a covering of li- of uh, a wool covering on her head, shaperdami, with that she's allowed to go out. Or perhaps Maybe the shot of kovel means that it's a covering. Kovel means a covering, and it's a covering on her head, and that she's not allowed to go out with the kavladavda. And if she's not allowed to go out with that, for sure she's not allowed to go out with this emblem that was made for um, avodim, which was made for slaves. It's mistaver like the mandoma that said that this is a covering on the head. This was this was not the, the covering that they used. Um, a woman wore a hat as a covering to cover her hair, but this was besides her hat. Under her hat, she wore another covering that was more like an ornament to, to adorn herself. That's what this kavul is. So this is the pshat in the Mishnah that you're not allowed to go out with it on, Shab- on Shabbos. Because she might take it off. It's not, she has a hat, but there's something else that she's going to come to take it off and she's not allowed. So this is what Rabbi Vaw said. It makes more sense. It makes sense that our mission is not talking about something for a... Uh, we're not talking about a slave. We're talking about this covering that the women wear. Um, the Mishnah brings weiter with Tanya Nami Hachi. And so too we learned in Abraise, Yoitze Isha Bekovul Ubeistema. In this Braise it says a woman can go out with a kovul and an istema into Rishusarabim. The Gemara is going to say in a moment what an istema is. Uh, uh, sorry. So it says that she can go out with it into a chotzer. Even though usually the gzeris that Chazal made was b- both for a chotzer and a shusarab together. But over here, regarding the kovel and the istama, they separated. They said in the chotzer she's allowed to go out with it, but not under the shusarab. Pshim ben Alaza argues with our Mishnah, af bekovel rishusarab. Even with a kovel, you're allowed to go out into the shusarab. Klal Omer Abshem ibn Allah said the following Klal Anything that's worn under the hat You're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos Anything that's worn on top of the hat You're not allowed to go out with it There's more of a concern that she's going to come and take it off on Shabbos So we see over here that the kovel is not an emblem of a, sl- a slave But it's something that's worn on the head under the hat my istama, what is the istama that's mentioned here in the Braise? So bizyaini. Okay, that's not very helpful. My bizyaini. What's a bizyaini? It's a covering to cover certain hairs. It's like another scarf that they would put on top of the hat to be able to help cover certain other hairs that were sticking out 
from, be, from beneath the hat, so they had another scarf that they put on. And that is uh, not allowed to be uh, worn on Shabbos, also even more, because you're going to come to, and even Abshim ben agrees that you're not allowed, because it's on top of the hat, and she's going to take it off, she might take it off on Shabbos. That's the end of the Gemara for today. There's a lot of things to discuss over here, just to mention, you know, what's in the Gaya now, uh, carrying it in Shusarabim on Shabbos. So, for example, gloves. It's a Shaila if you're allowed, it's a two days in Shulchan Aruch, whether you're allowed to go out with gloves on Shabbos, because gloves is an item that is not always worn, and therefore it's not similar to any other garments that are allowed. You might come to take it off on Shabbos. And our minig is to be machman, not to go out with gloves on Shabbos. So, I, I know now, I mean, people go out in Shusarabim with plastic gloves. Uh, could be not as a heter because it's for health reasons and so on. Possibly there's a heter for it. I'm not at all. I'm just bringing up this concept. And uh, also now we have the, the masks that we wear and the Rishasarabim. So I'm sure there's a heter for it, even though there's a chashash that you can take it off. Um, yeah, there's, what, what else is there? There's, there's, all, there's all kinds of things that Metshem will discuss over here throughout this Patek, different things when you get to walking out with them on Shabbos. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got to everybody. Atzlach and everything.